Welcome to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Join us as we experience the vital teachings of Enneagram expert Dr. Joseph Howell, clinical psychologist and author of Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passageway. Relax as you are taken beyond personality typing to The Real Enneagram, The Spiritual Development of the Soul. Well, welcome back to The Real Enneagram. A spiritual quest. We're happy that you're with us today. I'm Lark Howell with the, Enne- with the Institute for Conscious Being, and I'm here with Dr. Joe Howell. Hello. And I'm also here with Nanette and Cy Moodyum. They have been on our podcast several times, and we are uh, sitting outside with our masks and a heater, and <laughs> we are uh, socializing from a distance and want to share and talk with you today about uh, the upcoming holidays. We realize that there can be tensions and frustrations with uh, the climate in the world today, with uh, political issues, with COVID issues, with Black Lives Matter issues. And so we just want to share and talk with you a little bit about how we can navigate these topics as we're relating to family during the holidays. That's well put. I, I think that the Enneagram is a good thing as our backdrop because there are two ways, according to the Enneagram, that we relate to people. We either relate to them, whether they are family or business associates or friends or people at the grocery store. We can relate to them in our ego or we can relate to them from our soul. And those are two entirely different ways of relating to people. The soul elicits the soul of other people because the soul doesn't speak to the ego of the other person. It only speaks to the soul of that other person, even though the person in ego may see it and hear it through egoic eyes and ears it is still spoken to elicit their soul. So there's going to be a stirring within them when they are face-to-face with someone in soul and in their soulality. So egoic fights in families um, are usually uh, the challenge between two egos of which ego is going to prevail whether it be a political, racial, or economic issue, it is the fight between egos. And the Enneagram, once we go to our soul point from our ego by going against our arrow to the soul child, we have a whole different way of relating to others. We are relating from soul. And I know, Cy, you and Nanette have done this in all settings, business, family, friends, and we would love to hear your ideas about it. Well, I was just thinking as you were talking about that we relate to people's souls when we're moving from soul, and I was thinking, you know, what what strikes me about that is that if we speak soul out of our soul, we only speak the truth. And soul is also motivated by love, which 
you know, right now, the, those 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 two motivations, truth and love, are seem rather scarce in in our current universal climate. Would you would you not say? I mean, I yes. I just think politically yeah. when we look around and when we look at families who might be divided by politics or divided by their ideas of of how we how we make um, peace in the long racial divide that we've had here in America, um, how, how we reconcile that. And when, when we think about, it has been so, um, it's been so revealing and disappointing to me on so many levels, um, how we've all approached the virus um, in different ways. You know, some of us, and I recognize some of that is, is, is based on our, uh, on our ego and our, our Enneagram type, you know, are, are we afraid or, you know, are we given to panic or, you know, are we kind of just, you know, live and let live. And, you know, I know everyone has a different approach to it, but it's been surprising. You know, I find this as a health care worker and as a, as a member of a, a community and, and a close knit family, um, to see the different approaches, you know, like some are willing to go to grandma's house and, you know, and risk that. Um, ironically, there's also the ambulance sounds behind us right now. Um, you know, so just to see how something that you would think would cause us all to want to protect one another has elicited very different responses. Um, I, I, I saw somewhere recently that it said, um, you know, we're going to have to avoid that like the plague, um, uh, that we might have to retire that statement because it seems that humans do not do that. No, <laughs> you know, don't. they don't seem, you know, Lark and I have discussed, you know, going to grocery stores and wanting to be the mask police. Like, where, where is your mask? Uh, people that don't seem to be avoiding the plague. And so it's just, it's, uh, I, and so in thinking about my own, Enneagram type, which which is a nine, and and recognizing where I, I've I've had to navigate certain healthcare situations, particularly as the virus is concerned recently, and just telling Sai how how much I've had to overcome my desire to to avoid conflict, to say to speak the truth to people that I would normally want to avoid that, like. You know, this is dangerous for you. No, you must quarantine. Uh, you know, to, 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 to speaking in absolutes, that has really had to really come from my soul and yeah. recognize that it, it is, it's in love and in truth that I've been able to speak. So size absorbed a lot of that for me lately. So maybe it might be good for me to um, speak. One of the things that I, um, uh, I in my engaging with people and family and so on is, I, 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 my approach has been, is what I am doing, what I'm saying, um, and how I'm saying, is that hurtful to somebody or is it hurtful to me? There are two, two I, I'm trying to engage with people with those two uh, things in mind. You know, is it going to hurt somebody or is it going to hurt me? So if it's not going to hurt me, or it's not going to hurt somebody, then why not? Why not follow the follow the universal good, or the good that comes out of it? 
So with respect to the COVID and so on, in that, that particular area for now uh, that Nenet mentioned, that's been how I've been engaging with people. If it doesn't hurt you, and it's going to prevent 100 people from getting something, and also it's going to help you with whatever small percentage good it does to you, then why not, why not embrace it and go on for the greater good instead of trying to fight the ego, instead of, uh, instead of you know, taking the reins of ego and saying, no, that, that shuts down my freedom. Why should I do that? You know, I'm free to do whatever I want to. So, um, so my approach, instead of trying to argue with them, my approach has been, what is the greater good? Saying something, is it good for you? It seems to work. It seems to bring the temperature down when I, when I speak with that. Is it good for you or is it good for me? If it is, what is the harm in doing it? You know, don't, don't, don't you hear size Enneagram type, though, when he says that? Um, in that, and, and I say that as a good thing, yeah. uh, because we, we know that our egos and our Enneagram types have gifts, right? And, yeah. and size thinking, size type six, and is thinking about that very much, I think, um, from the six ego type, which says, hey, what's good for the team, right? right. We got to yeah. think about what's, what's beneficial to the, to the team. The greater good. To yeah, the no. greater good, exactly. And so, it, it, it is interesting to see how, you know, so many of our responses are just dictated by this personality that we have put on and that we, that we just naturally move into. But if we're going to transcend that, how does it look? Yeah. And I don't, again, where I was going with that is, yes, while well, that is that, but where is my soul playing a role in this? Mm. Uh, you know, that that's was as I'm driven by this, I'm also trying to see being, knowing myself and what is my best. And I know how do I react from my soul? That's my, for me, um, you know, my, basically I, I need to move towards nine. You know, that's, that's where, um, uh, that's where I need to be at from a soul standpoint. So what does that look like in that? Although I am saying we need to, we need to uh, work together and so on, but I still need to, my ultimate goal is to get the best out of me in terms of solality. Absolutely. And expose that solality. So. Well, as you move to nine, you know, uh, and I, share this pattern with you, the, the fear that we have that the team isn't going to play mm -hmm. and the fear we have that we will be blamed for what goes wrong mm -hmm. and the fear that we have that all is going to hell in a handbasket, that is ameliorated by the soul qualities that we have of ourselves at nine the utmost being sacred peace and holy love. Yeah. And those are the salves for the fearful six who feels deviant, who feels like they're not worthy, 
who feels like they could be outcast at any time if the truth of their horribleness was known. And this is all in the sixth yeah, yeah, head. Yeah. It's not true. It's just the, the ego narrative. But once the, the soul is, is embodied, then the qualities of the soul are known. Then we can shift into it easily. That's correct. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, an example, a solid example, just this last week. Because I am in the six ego and trying to get there to nine, it's a classic situation wherein every year for Thanksgiving, we have 30 or 40 people getting together. And Nanette has access to testing and so on and so forth. In my six-ishness, I am still wanting somehow to make that happen. Because if we don't make that happen, this person will be hurt. That person will be hurt. However, when I went to the soul and finally agreed with my soul that that's not the right thing to do, the peace that came over me <laughs> was incredible. I mean, that's the most practical thing I can explain to you. This just fresh, fresh off the press. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, uh, when we move from those positions, the peace for me, and so I don't know if for yeah, you. Yeah, I th I think right now because because of the current atmosphere of the world, I I just think that there's there's so many opportunities for our egos to to be inflated, to be upset, to be triggered, to. Um, you know, to be afraid, to be angry, to be insecure. And on on whatever issues there are, I mean, it just seems like 2020 just has given us the gift of revealing to us just how big our egos are, right? And, and I think you are, you, are, you are displaying a lot of your soul lately. <laughs> There's well, no question. So. I, I appreciate that coming <laughs> coming from the, the witness to my life. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. but it's but it's yeah. but when we transcend our ego, there there is that moment where you you wonder if this is safe because we've been using the ego to protect us this whole time, right? Yeah. So if you if you put the ego aside to to I, I would dare say to become who you really are out of your soul, it feels different. It 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 feels a little bit scary at first because we we're not sure if it's safe or not. It's it's certainly not the way we've normally protected ourselves. I mean, now that you know, I know COVID was one, and we've just shared how we are reacting. But the other other uh, because uh, we are. We are multicultural in our family and uh, in our extended family as well. That's another topic, uh, which has been, which has been not ripping us apart, but just been affecting us a lot in conversations as to how to react or not to react to somebody's attack on you or saying something offensive to you. So I, I believe, I believe. Um, I think a lot of us are going to face the challenge this holiday. So, um, Nanette, how, how how do you think uh, we're going to handle it? I, I, you know, I, I do, 
I, I think and that, operate from our soul. Yeah, I, I, I think that very often right now people are just, you know, we know the conversations we can't have, you know, <laughs> yeah, with people. Yeah. We, 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 we avoid at this moment. And I understand that. I mean, there, there's no, there's, there's no sense poking a bear, you know. Um, but I, I do think that there is this place where we do tr- speak the truth in love when we are given the opportunity to, I think, to display soul. I, I think, you know, we were talking before the podcast about um, the caste system in India, and just, you know, and obviously with. with with the book um, cast, we're, we're, we're seeing how that relates to us universally, um, that people are always kind of posturing and, and, and given to an idea of status, either the lack of or, or, or having status. But at the end of the day, that we have to start, um, we, we have to start recognizing that people can transcend that. That we know that we've been in, we've been with people who present solality. That makes me think of your dear friend that you uh, and yeah. and Lars have in Massachusetts. Yes, mm-hmm. that you knew that somehow he transcended that. That he was fully embracing his soul, and that he loved people regardless of yeah. stature or status. And that somehow with our own families, that we could start to present our soul and trust that the truth and the love of it would trigger a desire for soul in in those who we love mm-hmm. who we might we might have historically disagreed with on political topics or racial issues or 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 covid and how to handle it um that these somehow could bring us together maybe i'm talking like a nine now you know i i i want i want us all to be at peace i just don't i i think I think sometimes it, it it does come through challenging conversations. I, I believe, I don't think we have a, uh, we, I don't think we are talking about any kind of solutions, but mm. I think we're talking about moving towards something. You know, when Nanette said transcend, um, that, that, that clicked in me, that you're, we are moving towards this. So just that recognition that, we need to operate in our soul or move towards our solality. And that consciousness of saying we want to move that, especially our Enneagram families and, mm-hmm. and who are aware of it, and just make a, 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 um, a, just an attempt saying, I recognize this. This is where we need, need to move yeah. to. Could be the greatest thing we could do during these holidays, especially... Uh-huh. Especially because uh, a lot of us, a lot of us uh, would find ourselves not being with extended family because of COVID. Right. A- and, and we are with our immediate family members together. And so it might be a good thing to kind of not practice, but kind of walk it out. If they were there, how would I transcend? <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. And I've been thinking about that a lot because, you know, we ourselves we're going to be restricting, you know, how many people we have together. Yeah. And it's not going to be what typical no. year has mm-hmm. been in the past. It couldn't be, and to be safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really think, you know, a, a good challenge for the listeners would be having recognized who you are and where you are 
and, and, and then having we talked over the several podcasts about soul and solality, let's focus on solality. What does that look like with the type of conversation that's happening at the table? And make a conscious effort and maybe send a whole bunch of questions about it, but on the other hand, making that mm-hmm. conscious effort towards soul. Well, I know that every soul has gifts that are part of its core identity. And we have nine different kinds of souls, which are major portals for millions of people to have their individual souls and their qualities. But it's very important, I believe, to realize that, uh, and Nanette, you alluded to this earlier, that the soul speaks only out of love. It doesn't have an axe to grind. It doesn't want to be little. It doesn't have any satisfaction in telling somebody else, you know, that their opinion is better than another's opinion. And uh, so a soul elicits the soul of another when they can speak words of affirmation and love and holding to the other person. And this would mean that it's difficult to speak to the issue that is in contention at that point. You've got to speak to more fundamental issues of what love is there that we have in common with the other person. Um, It may be, uh, for example, my brother and I have different political views. And we talked for two hours last night. He lives in another city. And it was very affable and good because we talked about what we care about as souls. What we care about is our children. What we care about is our neighborhoods. What we care about is uh, understanding more of our parents as we become their age. We talked about the challenges that are facing each of us in our own careers and our health and our our ways of moving in the world. And once you grapple with somebody you love with those issues, the political issue diminishes in importance because the rock, bedrock, is, is the love. And you just think of it, political issues grow out of the, the bedrock and how one interprets what is best for the society. And there are millions of different interpretations, but the bedrock is what we have in common. Yeah. I, I think very beautifully put, um, and uh, that, that, uh, that provokes me to... Um, to you know, let's not pick topics that divide. Let's not top. Let's not pick topics that uh, lead to contention. Uh, but f- f- you know, let's go deeper right. because mm-hmm. these are these are all surface issues, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, politics is surface yeah, issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there are deeper issues. You know, how much do you love that individual, or talk mm-hmm. about <laughs> issues or stories mm-hmm. about? loving somebody or somebody who does not act or look like you uh, share some of that. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about, you know, the racism or topics. Other. Is there something that we can't, 
kind of when love is the foundation in those discussions, then then you approach that individual or the individual issue with a whole different mindset. Uh, and and talking about that, you know, um, I I think there's a lot of times I I say if somebody is an orphan, I mean we we work with a lot of orphanages or so on and so forth as a family. We we so go to a topic which is which is more uh, brings us together um, and, and talk about how good it is to be able to know how well somebody has done uh, in the family or uh, I think I think you know you have already provoked me uh, Dr. Howell about about how we could lead this you know during during you know, because if we don't get together, there may be a phone call. So with that phone call, what do you engage? It's issues which are deeper than just the surface um, contentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing one thing that I have noticed that I think helps is just imagining you're talking to that person's soul. Yes. You know, try to visualize yes. the soul child there rather than the egoic person. And, and I do that. I can calm my temperament down, even <laughs> looking at someone on TV yeah. or thinking yeah. about a family member. If I can think that, imagine what my soul would be saying to them, yeah. that it's a whole different level of yeah. consciousness and of communication. Well, and I don't you think that that gives you some compassion to oh, for the yeah. other person when you start mm-hmm. to see that, that their soul, you start to see what they are trying their to real attract, their real mm-hmm. essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I think we have uh, completed our conversation for tonight. Nanette and Sai, thank you very thank much you. for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Howell. Well, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I hope thank that you, is, Mark. you're welcome. I hope that's helped give a little uh, insight or some pearls of wisdom to think about as we're all gathering for Thanksgiving this week. We hope everyone will have a wonderful holiday and uh, join us again on The Real Enneagram. A spiritual quest. You can, uh, you can find us on all the podcast avenues. You can uh, follow us on the, um, Real Enneagram. the Real Enneagram. You can go to our website, the icb.org for information on the our Institute for Conscious Being. So thank you all and happy Thanksgiving and we will uh, be talking with you again. Thank you for being with us today. Check out our website at www.theicb.org. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot O-R-G. If you have questions you would like to have answered on this podcast, just email us at the address on our website, theicb.org, under Contacts. And if you would like to attend one of the conferences or other events of the Institute for Conscious Being, you will find these presentations on our website under Events.